recording. Here we go. Pancreation Philosophy, episode 108. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz. Welcome to the show. This show is brought to you by lovely listeners such as yourself. And support me on Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon.com. Shout out to the Honorary Philosophers. Let's give it up for uh, Aaron Heron, Hayden Hurley, Jake Landry, Jaspal Gill, Jay White, Kong, and Tom Kravitz. Thank you guys for your participation and donating. And also thank you to my homie on SoundCloud, Floating Forest. Thanks for giving me the theme music. And then, yeah, shout out to those people. And shout out to my returning guest, Dane Drumhiller. Hell yeah, dude. What's, What's up? What's up, man? Good to, good to see you again. Yeah, thanks. dude. For sure. He's going to be coming on the show. Yeah, man. I yeah. had a killer time last time. I was just like, hell yeah. Let's keep, just, yeah, well, just, just keep it going. Just sit down and chill. Yeah. I'll eventually get the rest of your crew. <laughs> like, dude, on they're, all, yeah. they're all fickle. Very hard to get. <laughs> but this is the shout out, man. Yeah. It's Pori, Phil. Yeah. I need Chase in here. I yeah. need Nick. I have had Nick on here before. You have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And But, yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I'd love to... Cause we could even rig it up and know, just get yeah, everybody. No, up exactly. I'm trying piece. to get. I'm trying to fill like the rest of them, but I think I'm trying to get Phil, Nick, and Chase here. Yeah, like next week. So we'll see. That'd be but sick. Yeah, no, that'd be nice. You should definitely. I look like a big reason why I teamed up with all those guys because yeah. they're all really fun, interesting yeah. dudes. Like <laughs> I've thought about yeah. like getting a Zoom and just busting it out for conversations, <laughs> just like because we talk yeah. and it's just yeah. the stupidest shit I've yeah. ever heard in my life. <laughs> It's fun yeah. as fuck though. I really yeah. love those dudes. I know it's fun when uh when like a group of people can like can find their humor like coincide. Dude, like, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> uh, like the older we get, the harder it is to find people we you legitimately click with. For sure. Cuz it's just like, I don't know. For me at least it's yeah. like, do I I just don't want to put in all the effort to be like yeah. close friends with people, yeah. but it's like Sometimes you just meet people and you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. fucking boys. No, exactly. Like how often do you, in in your you know mid to late 20s, even find new people? I don't. Right? You don't. Because you're not like, looking hey, for them, dog. Yeah. I don't need new people, exactly. man. Exactly. It's like, hey, no new friends. Yeah, I got, exactly. I, I, got, I got enough. It's like, you know what I mean? Exactly, how many more birthdays bro. do I need to remember? Oh, God, dude. Right? Oh. I know, but it, I don't know. It just turned out really lucky, man. Like, we all... Uh, we all kind of clicked, we gel pretty well, and like, yeah, it's nice because, like, I don't know, there are a group of guys who I can, like, have disagreements with and yeah. not have issues with, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we're, like, yeah. when you're, when you have that many, uh, like, cooks in the kitchen when you're producing something, especially, mm-hmm. like, a show, a live show like this, yeah. um, definitely, like, um, that's a lot of different, um, like, visions coming together on one thing, and exactly. we've really been cohesive about it and yeah. vocal about issues that we've had, and, like, yeah. We've uh, had hangups on a couple things, but yeah. it's nothing that, like, all these guys are really level-headed, yeah. and they're really easy to chat with and talk to about that kind of stuff, so it's uh, it's a, it's a blessing for sure that none of us are princesses or anything, yeah. I'd say. I'm definitely, <laughs> like, I'm definitely, like, the yeah. biggest princess of the bunch. Nobody else really okay. gives a shit. I mean, they all give a yeah. shit, a big shit, but, like, yeah. everybody, I'm definitely the uh, whiniest of the okay. group. okay. I mean, because, you know, everyone knows that group projects, you know, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, it's like group projects <laughs> are really far from being a, yeah. a group thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess, I mean, well, we can talk about your, you guys have the upcoming show, the roast mic. Yeah. Uh, Sunday. The, it's going to be great. Yeah, coming again. So I guess, I think we kind of talked about briefly about how it came up, but like what, um, I guess like, how'd you guys come up with like this, the second bracket here? Like. 
Or I guess like just getting more people or So yeah. we picked the people in the first bracket because we were just like, let's just get because we had just had like our conversation with the bar that we're doing it at, and we had yeah. we just talked and we we're just like, let's just get the most banger names we can possibly get, okay. like beg, plead, do whatever we got to <laughs> do to get people in there. Yeah, and so we did, and then the whole crowd loved it. It was yeah. a packed house. Like yeah. all the contestants loved it. Word started to get around. Like our Instagram started to get followers. Like, and it's like. I don't know. Like, this is a really vulnerable <laughs> yeah. moment, but as a yeah. young comic, yeah. it, like, even, like, Seattle comics who are, like, years in yeah. or whatever, it's a fucking good feeling when they yeah. just, like, follow you on Facebook or Instagram or something oh, yeah. like that. So when we yeah. started to see, like, the level and the names of the people who are following us, mm-hmm. it felt really good. We were just oh, like, yeah. cool, people are actually into this. It's not just <laughs> like a, it's not just like a pity show, like, where everyone came out <laughs> for the first one. Yeah. And then we just started asking around for the second one, and... and People are all down to do it. And, oh, yeah. like, the way we kind of approached the second one was we want killer names on the list. Yeah. But we really loved how in the first show, um, the people who were, like, really unsure about themselves are some of the people oh, who yeah. really crushed. Oh, yeah. So we yeah. tried to get names that, yeah. like, of people who, uh, like, it was hard to imagine roasting <laughs> or, like, being a yeah. roaster. Like, uh, for instance, Helen Wildy. I'm so excited to see what Helen Wildy says to some people. Because she's just one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. Like, she's super kind. She's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. She's hilarious. And I was just like, I can't, we can't not get her. Like, she's got to be on. Um, Laura Lyons is another one of those names. It's just like, she's so nice. But but with Laura, it's a little oh, different though, because I yeah. know she's gonna bite. I know she's gonna bite. I've seen it happen. Yeah. I've seen it come out once or twice, but really, really mellow. So I'm really excited to see what she's gonna do with the like yeah. the time she's had to write and like because she's so smart. Like yeah. that's what another thing is. We all love bringing on these people who are really, really, really smart. Like mm-hmm. it's really easy to write really broy uh, like roast <laughs> jokes or whatever, and yeah. just be like, oh, dude, whatever. But yeah. like. The level of intelligence of the comics that we have coming to this roast, or like it's it's really uh, it's really inspiring and really fun because you see the way like when you see these people write roast jokes, you really get a little insight on how they're writing and what they're going for. Mm -hmm. And then like obviously, I want to make people who are usually (laughs) the nicest people in the world say really really terribly mean things to each other. That that's the best, especially when someone you're like, oh wow. Because that was like the catalyst. Is like we were just like. You know, it's um, you're kind of walking on eggshells in the scene when yeah. you're like, when you're doing racy shit or yeah. like you're you're, you really have to be fucking funny if you're yes. gonna do something that's like uh, a little off off color yeah. in our scene. Just because we have a lot of respect for each other and mm-hmm. people in general, and like I appreciate that, and I like coming up in Seattle because I have to write. Because the way my comedy is, it's very uh, like uh, aberrant and just like um, really. Um, rough and so if i'm writing jokes in seattle i have to be able to write in my voice in my style but yeah. also you know show enough respect and be funny enough for this shit to fly so yeah. it's like holding myself to a higher standard and i like i like that i love that about seattle and like that i'm really happy to be coming up in the city but um i think we all really wanted a place where we could say just the, yeah. the most <laughs> fucked up thing you can think of to each other and people understand and people uh, get that it's all in good fun and like we all care about each other and like we have the roasters shake hands and everybody it was so cool after the first show man all the roasters kind of sat down at the table together and chit chatted and hung out and I feel like yeah. that's one of the funnest ways to like meet new people and get to know new people in the scene is just like 
like, oh, I have no idea. I've never really met that guy or had a time to talk yeah. and sit down with him, but we're scheduling a roast show together. So yeah, so I guess a- Afterwards, it. like, yeah. after you cut somebody so deep that they might go home crying, you know, it's good to get to know them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Get those get those emotional scars in there. Yeah, so, man. Yeah, it's, you know, it was, I mean, I was on the first show, so it was fun time and yeah I'm looking forward to seeing that that next show yeah. going, go down yeah and more iterations of it for sure dude it's gonna yeah. be killer I'm really excited for the future of it cause it's got such a good start to it yeah and like it's nice because at like at our level of comedy like yeah. everyone's busy we, yeah. this is nobody's permanent like full time no. job you know it's like I gotta focus on that yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. so it's like yeah. if just I or just Nick or just one of us or two of us we're producing this show, a lot less would get done. I feel like it would mm-hmm. take a lot more time yeah. to get things done. But we pretty much crack everything together pretty quickly. We all agree pretty much on a, on a list of people, and we know how how the show itself is going to go. Once we nail down like the uh, the kind of staging and the uh, step work of the show, nice. um, we can crack together a new list pretty quick, and then... It's really cool because the show becomes what the roasters make it. It's yeah. not like like we have like a framework for it. But yeah, you have like an idea. Of exactly. Like, okay, let's see it. Let's see how this plays out. And so it's always yeah. something crazy for us. Like <laughs> that's and yeah. like that's what I like because I feel like a lot of comics who are young who are starting shows right now they're making like an open mic or whatever. Yeah. And I actually had a couple people who I asked for this second list. Yeah. A couple of the uh, more experienced comics just be like, man. Thank God you guys didn't produce another open mic. Like, we were definitely thinking about it. We yeah, were just like, yeah. let's do... We almost literally made an open mic and called it another open mic. Another open boots. mic. Nice. And, yeah. uh, and it just like... When I heard that from another comic, he was just like, good for you guys for not doing the easy thing and making another open mic. Because it, it is really easy to make an open mic. And like, yeah. it's not... You, the draw isn't really expected. So like, if you get nobody in there, the bar's not like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, with this, like the bar really expects us, especially after our first show, to bring oh, in people. Well, for sure, there are a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about Flying Boots is, is like, it's kind of a fickle audience. Like, I've seen... I've gone to shows yeah. at Flying Boots where it's packed out. And I've yeah. gone to shows, the same exact show at Flying Boots where it's like... Almost empty, yeah. and it's like, so it's really on us to bring in a lot of people, and just as with any comic at our stage, I feel like it has a lot to do with just, like, the people around us, and, like, we're just good at, like, promoting it, we, we're relentless with promotion, I know yeah. I am relentless with my well, promotion. I think that's how you gotta be, because, you know, there's, you just so, there's just so many contending voices mm-hmm. out there, right? Yeah. If you're not getting your message out there, no, no one's gonna do it for you. That's why yeah. I didn't, con- like, yeah. make a separate, I see a lot of comics making a separate, um, like, comedian's Facebook page, Okay. Um, yeah. and I'm just like, man, I don't think I can convince all my friends <laughs> who I have on my friends list on Facebook right now to also hey, follow my, my page. Friend. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, I'd rather just... Have you guys locked in right now? It's like, if you want to know me, guess yeah. what? You get spammed with my shows. <laughs> and maybe you're smart enough to come out to one because there's a lot of people that are a lot more funny than me on most of them. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm like, it, the producing thing has just been so dope, dude. I'm, I'm so jacked up about it. And I, um, I'm looking forward to like producing more stuff and more and more stuff. So I'm really excited about it all. It's going to be really fun. Nice. And then I'm mean, going to talk... You you got shows coming up tonight, but do you have any other uh, shows coming up, like later this month? Or, you know, yeah. I don't have anything uh, scheduled out, anything past this. But I usually like 
it's so weird. I like I always get on myself. I'm like, see other comics posting their like their uh, bookings for the month, and I'm just like, man, you're not on a whole lot this month, man. It's like this yeah. is my big like booked weekend for this yeah. month. Yeah. But I always somehow get asked to do stuff like last minute. Like, okay. It's just so weird. And yeah. then uh, I'm looking at some other producing options. Like there's some other things that I'm. I've had the opportunity has come up to do that I'm not quite ready to talk about because yeah. it's like all up in yeah, the air still. still. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. be like telling people I'm doing a bunch of shit and, and then, then all end of a sudden yeah. not doing a bunch of shit. And also, I don't want to lock myself in on too much, like more than I can handle right now. Because like, for I feel sure. like when I, especially for me, when I spread myself too thin, the quality of my work really suffers. Yeah, and I have a tendency to do that. So I'm really trying to like play play a lot of stuff close to the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the show, even with the roast, like, uh, we have, like, we're not, like, setting ourselves into, like, a regular, like, every other week schedule or anything like yeah. that right now. We yeah. want to, like, Give really, it time to repair. Yeah, yeah, and, like, give people time to, like, between the last one and this one is nice because people really had time to, like, think about it, talk about it, like, yeah. get to know the show and everything like that. So, it's been really nice. It's been really fun. That's good. Yeah, man. And then, uh, let's see. How is... I see you got like a Batman water a water bottle. Fuck yeah, bro! I got that for Christmas like two days ago, or not two days ago. <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen anything about the the new Batman? Bro, have you? Bro, yeah. yes. I'm so excited. I'm a huge Robert Pattinson fan, so like I'm okay. really psyched for him to be Batman. And uh, on Valentine's Day, Warner Brothers dropped a sneak preview of yes, the new bat suit. Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. They say the bat insignia on the front might be made out of parts of the gun that killed his parents. Oh, damn. Dude, so it's going to be real, okay, real so they serious. They're going, okay, go. Yeah. Seriously. I think Warner Brothers has finally come to terms with the fact that Batman's going to be the only franchise that ever makes them good money. Yeah. So I, I think, think they got to figure out it. like what's making it good, you know, or like or what what captivates about it. I, I mean, mean, I definitely I think I know. Yeah, yeah. I definitely <laughs> think I know. Yeah. What, 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 what would you say that is? Well, yeah. I mean, you see, you see Marvel go for like the big blockbuster action movie. Yeah. But what catches people about Batman is the darkness, the character yeah, for story. Sure. Yeah, the, yeah. It's like Marvel's cool and the characters are really fun to follow. Yeah. But they're their character progression is super like visible. It's super yeah. obvious. You yeah. can tell what's gonna happen with the characters at least. Yeah. Ten steps along the line. But with Batman, it's dark. It's gritty. You yeah. might as well make. I want him to start making them R rated because Batman yeah. is written very dark and gritty. For sure. Batman. Yeah. There's plenty of Batman issues and runs that are um, mature ratings and R ratings and stuff like that. So it's like. Even even the animated stuff that they, Batman like that WB puts out on Batman is like it gets really really dark yeah and really uh, adult so it's like I don't know why we're still holding this holding on to this like last bastion of hope that we can have like a family oriented <laughs> Batman it's like yeah the like Christopher Nolan's Batman is one of the darkest movies that came out in that in like that decade yeah and. That's why we loved it. We love it because we want something like Batman that's a superhero that's fun. We're all adults now. All the fans are grown-ups. So we want something crazy. We want something gnarly. You know what I mean? And, like, Mm -hmm. we've seen it. Like, that Chris Nolan Batman was sick. But then they went to with the um, with the um, Ben Affleck Batman. They they were trying to fit him into the Justice League and stuff like that. And it's just like... Man, it's not working because you're trying to make him, like, good for kids, dude. For sure. And I think the Justice League, which is such a rush project. Mm -hmm. It really was to try to catch up with uh, Marvel. And it's it's such a shame because, you know, 
I mean, we're talking about Warner Brothers. Like their animated series are really good. Like you're talking about the so anime, good. Man, the anime Justice League. That's, yeah, that's great. So I good. Like, I watch it all yeah, the time. Yeah, I was like, damn. Like how how have they not taken? Yeah, like the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Teen Titans, all that stuff. It's yeah. all uh, Young Justice. Like all. all oh man, great, you're speaking yeah. my language, oh, but brother. But yeah, all these great shows. I'm like, how are they not make? How is this the same studio? And how are they not making like Dude, great movies? It, it, I don't even. It know. makes no sense to me. Especially like, because shows like Teen Titans and Young Justice, yeah. it's from the same studio. Yeah. They're for young it's, adults. It's sorry for young adults. Yeah. And it's good. It's great. It's, it's like and amazing. It's, and it's not like just kitty stuff. It's no. like still tackles like mature, mm-hmm. you know, topics. But like in, I like you know the the PG PG thirteen yeah. light. And I was like, man, like how are they not taking this? We just need like, to anyways. grab up all the writers from the original Teen Titans and Young Justice. And just put them onto like a full feature. Oh yeah. And just be like, hey man, make the Justice League. Yeah. Because oh, it's so good, and yeah. it's just like I don't understand how it's not translating to the Justice League. Because I'm a huge Justice League fan. Like, oh I for got, sure. I have my JLA yeah. card, my Justice League of America <laughs> card. Yeah. I got it all, man. I'm a huge DC head, so it's like yeah. when, like when Warner Brothers fails so hard to make like a good Justice League, I'm just like, man. You're really screwing this up because Justice League is huge, it's massive, yeah. and you can do so much with it, dude. And, uh, with just like the, I mean, the cast, the cast of characters that they yeah. have, like all the storylines, all the great storylines mm-hmm. they have that already you know tried and tested. You know, yeah, you got like you know Darkest Night, you got Infinite Crisis, got every, you got Flashpoint, you got so many. Dude. There's like so many countless storylines that they could just plug in, just put it in. Yeah, there. and I think the goal yeah. was to go on, go for Crisis on Infinite Earths with the Justice League. I think that was the move that they were going towards. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, the first two flopped super hard and it's yeah. just like, I don't think they, knowing how much money it would take to make Crisis, I think they're kind of pulling back a little bit. Yeah. Until they can lock in a Batman that people like again. Yeah. As, I mean, not even just a Batman, just like, I feel you can't, I don't know it felt like such a when I watched this league it was such like a slapstick kind of thing. Oh, mm-hmm. like put this together, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. No one, no one, no one will pay, is paying yeah. that much attention. Yeah. But like I thought the individual parts was, was like not bad, especially like you got you know got Jason Moa as an actually like captivating Aquaman. Yeah, and his solo yeah. the solo Aquaman movies do great. Yeah, yeah. You got uh, you know Wonder Woman is actually yeah. like pretty captivating. And then, uh, yeah, it's like they got the individual parts, but they can't like put it. They you yeah. know, can't put it together. It's I like, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of like the uh, full like choice of the heroes for the for the Justice League that they did for the live. I I just don't yeah. like Cyborg for me is yeah. not is not a that, full not fledged really, JLA. Like member. how how are, they, how are they not having Green Lantern? Right? How are they Green, not having Green Lantern? Green Lantern yeah. or Martian Manhunter? Yeah. Or, like, I mean, like, yeah, you're going to put The Flash, you're going to put Superman, you're going to put Batman. Yeah, obviously. But it's like, yeah, I mean, or, uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, New New Green Lantern was, like, was a big one for me. Like, come on, that's an international, I mean, I guess they, (laughs) because, you know, Ryan Reynolds. I don't know, and exactly, and I don't know the ins and outs of, like, who owns the property and stuff like that. It's like, you did Green Lantern not that long ago, maybe they still have... Reynolds on contract and it's like Maybe. some some contract somewhere yeah. says yeah but I feel like they do a new they they, they do a new you know opening yeah they, they, they do a new op- uh, Spider-Man every, yeah like, all the every, time like, every, like, but that's because of the yeah. swap back and forth yeah. between Sony and um, yeah. and um, Marvel Studios Disney yeah. Um, yeah. like they can't really it's like back and forth and back and forth yeah. so it's kind of just like yeah, you're gonna see a lot of Spider Mans, and like I think that's good because I think Spider Man's one of the more accessible uh, uh, 
uh, heroes, especially yeah. for kids and stuff yeah. like that. It's like that uh, animated Spider-Man um, into the Spider-Verse. Into the, that yeah. was so that was, good. That was, that was good. I really one. enjoyed yeah. that. And I'm not a Marvel guy, and I'm definitely yeah. not a Spidey freak or anything yeah. like that. But yeah. like that movie, that movie was really good. It was done really well, and I think it made Spider-Man re-accessible to a lot of young kids who just saw like a bunch of different live-action actors yeah. playing Spider-Man yeah. over and over, and they were just like, ah, I'm kind of just out of it. I think the animation point. element is something that's missing. Or I guess not even missing, it's like, it's not that utilized, like, yeah. I, I feel. Especially because there's a lot of prospect of using that. Yeah. You know, especially, I mean, we already talked about, you know, all the anime, great anime DC stuff. And yeah. Like, man, how have they not made it to, like, on a bigger scale? Right, because they have a, they have so many like anime movies already. I feel like. I know, yeah. but I feel like at this point, with how much success Marvels had, they, yeah, like, they, they're trying to emulate that. They yeah. are trying to emulate yeah. it, and I and I think even when they do realize how to not be emulating it, everyone's everyone's always kind of gonna kind of have that thought in the back of their mind that it's just like, oh well, this is just like this in Marvel. Yeah, like, like, like this is, it's like so. Yeah. I think it's gonna still take a little while, and I just like I want them to hit their stride so badly because yeah. it's just like, man, I could really go for like good DC live action like stuff, but yeah. like, and I won't sit here and say to anybody like when we talk when I talk to people, I would never sit there and say that like. You know, oh, that DC stuff, like, the, the DC stuff that's coming out is good. It's just like, <laughs> it's like I, I know, it's not that great. Yeah. Their books are ten times better than Marvel's, but, like, the, I, know, I know their movies aren't as good as Marvel's right now. I would never go so far as to say that they are, but yeah. I well, cannot wait for them to hit stride. And, and I haven't off. seen the Birds of Prey yet. I haven't yet either, yeah. but it looks a little cartoony for me, like a little yeah. goofy for me. Yeah. And like, but I'm I'm still excited to see it. I really loved that. I loved the like um, Suicide Squad, Leto, uh, <laughs> like Leto <laughs> Joker. Um, yeah, I really liked that because what's cool about that universe is like you can just kind of plug and play like yeah. all the stories we know all the stories are different stories you yeah. know what i mean yeah <clears throat> dc's never gone so far as to say that all of this happens in the exact same universe at the exact same times yeah. and stuff like it's like so we know that like it's just a different joker story it's a different batman story yeah. you know what i mean and i think the sooner people kind of get behind that because everyone got so excited with the Marvel, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because it's yeah. like the MCU and yeah. it all is connected, and it's yeah. like everyone just needs to get on the page of like DC's not like that, okay? Like yeah. it's all stories. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, it's all yeah. just stories that happen, and like it could have been in the same universe. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah, but it's a bat story, and the beauty of that is because it comes from the books and how you'd have different writers writing for these heroes, and it's like because yeah. no, that's how it goes in the books. Exactly, and <laughs> yeah. two writers aren't gonna write. The same stories. They're not going to use the same details and eat in the their different stories and stuff like that. It's too much to ask some of the greatest uh, novelists and some of the greatest like um, writers in comic book history to kind of all follow these same like guidelines. It's like yeah. it's the same reason I don't really like the uh, the comic book code or the superhero code. <laughs> the of superhero like code. it's just like yeah. no, I want people yeah. who break those rules, man. Like, yeah. Like, that's why, as far as Marvel goes, Punisher is one of my oh, absolute oh, favorites. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the John Barenthal Punisher is <laughs> yeah. God. It's God. It's my favorite thing to ever come out of Marvel, <laughs> oh, man, and they fucked it up I so know, I bad. Can't, I can't believe they... Oh, man. That's, Dude, I yeah. believe me. I know. It's, yeah. it's The John Barenthal Punisher series is always going to have, like, a special, special place in my heart. 
And I'm really upset that Disney's just like, man, we can afford to yeah. lose it. Broom. I was like, damn, I can't believe it's ending like like that. I was like, oh, that sucks. I, I really hope, I know, I hope they, because he, and he, I mean, just just, just that role and also just the way. He's I mean, born. Yeah. He's born to play. Exactly. And, and yeah, the way they, you know, expanded that in that, you know, in the Netflix series. It was yeah. like, oh man, that was great. And then him, his, his, his role like in Daredevil. I was like, that, yeah. that was a great season of yeah, Daredevil. Yeah, dude. Like, it played well. I was like, I believe this. This is believable Fuck in yeah. this, in this, in this thing. And it's like, damn. No, yeah, for me, Barenthal is the Punisher. For yeah. Sure. It's, I can't, there's no, there's, ugh. <laughs> Oh, and I know, I know if you me. haven't wa- watched The Punisher, oh man, it's, it's, Dude, it's great stuff. I think I am home. <laughs> is the series still on Netflix or did they have oh, to take shit. it off? You're right. I don't know. I haven't checked recently. But, like, does but, Netflix just have to turn it over to Disney or do they have to just take it off or are they allowed to keep it? Yeah. I have no idea, but I just think it's. That's one. Like, I get that it's all business too, yeah. but I just like. From a creative and from a fan standpoint, I'm just like, man, can we all just, like, write these prolific heroes? Because for me, like, these heroes have lasted so long. They've been around in, like, the American zeitgeist for so long. that It's kind of like like saying you have the rights to talking about a historic figure, you know what I mean? It's like... How is how is how does yeah. Disney have the right like only Disney can make George Washington movies? It's like <laughs> whoa, fuck whoa, yourself, whoa, hold bro. up, hold up on this George Washington stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right. It's yeah. just like come on, man. It's like can't we all just like write about fucking superheroes, dude? Mm-hmm. So, but it, that also leans into the idea that we're really bad as as a country and as a fandom of accepting new heroes. I think yeah. we're not great at it. Like. Yeah, I think, but it. I mean, we've had a little success in places like The Runaways, oh, yeah. Young Justice, yeah. and things like that. But even then, it's echoes of what we have already. So it's kind of just like. But I think that's how anything goes, really. Absolutely, because like, you, know, you know, just in terms of hero's journey and stuff like that. But um, definitely, but like, yeah. I just feel like if if new heroes are starting to get written, like we're not reading them and we're not watching them. Mm. Like yeah. we're, it's, yeah. it's just upsetting to me, man. It's yeah. like, but it, and it's partially on our in our hands as fans, but it's definitely also in the studio's hands. Like, and I get not wanting to um, write something new when you have yeah. like a tried and true. You got the bat insignia, yeah. and it's like, yeah, well, it's like let's just sit behind the bat, yeah. man. Like, yeah. let's keep going on this because yeah. people love it. It's like, yeah. no, man, give me something new, please. Yeah, like, what's a newer, like, underappreciated, like, you know, hero that you would want to see? Dude, it's that's so tough, man. Yeah. It's so like, because they don't they don't write them. They they just <laughs> yeah. don't come out. They, they just stick to what works. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Com- like comic book companies like Dark Horse and stuff like that are probably the most the yeah. best at coming up with new stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a much smaller company than DC or Marvel is, and it's yeah. just like yeah. I mean, it's hard to deal with that. You know, with that huge you know media machine. Yeah, I think yeah. before we get new heroes, we're gonna get resurgences of like older heroes like yeah. we're gonna get spawn back I, ah, I've spawn. Been i would rumors. i would mind seeing a new spawn movie. well i've been hearing rumors man okay. about spawn being worked on again especially with like you know the cgi we got nowadays mm-hmm. i feel like that would mm-hmm. really make them a more fully realized character and plus the deadpool showing that there can be r-rated movies yeah exactly R-rated, you know comic book movies like yeah. like just get behind the fact that we're adults now who are watching these things yeah the adults now are paying the money and i get that you want to secure like a younger fan base but what you have to understand is like 
the reason that we are adults who are fans of this stuff is because we were fans as, as younger people. So make it for us now, man. We're the yeah. ones who've been paying the money for it this long. It's like... Yeah. I had Batman PJs. I had bat. I had. <laughs> yeah. I was. I'm a bat fan, bro. Like mm-hmm. you can't just take it away from me. And it's like, I don't know, man. I think, but that's another reason why I think the Justice League is so cool because yeah. in reality, the Justice League is massive. It's oh, huge. Yeah. Like yeah. the full league put together, and like, I think. I think Green Lantern can be redone in a really cool, dark way. Oh, no, I feel like, for sure, I mean, how how, how can it not? He's an international, I mean, an intergalactic, yeah. like, superhero force. Well, yeah, and then you can introduce yeah. the other Lantern Corps as well, yeah, which yellow. are insane. You've exactly. got the Yellow Just Lantern, the, yellow the lantern, Black Lantern. The Red Lanterns. Yeah, dude, yeah. and they all, like, the, the lore is all there for all those yeah. Lantern Corps, too. For sure. Like, I would love to see just a a show, like just a show about like the Red Lantern Corps. I think that'd be fucking gross. <laughs> just them getting angry, dude. Yeah. It'd be sick though, yeah. dude. Yeah. And it's just like, again, it's back to that like, the people who are writing the books are much more willing to go dark and adult than the people yeah. who are doing the shows because they're worried about the audience. Yeah, they age. About, yeah, and also audience. Yeah, audience range for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like, but we've seen nothing but success with dark. Like serious, uh, like con- like um, superhero stuff. Yeah. Like John Barenthal Punisher, I think is oh. again the best representation of it. Oh, That's sure. the darkest, most horrifying, like <laughs> yeah. truly adult superhero series I've seen ever. I think like yeah. even <clears throat> even the Deadpool thing with R-rated movie, but yeah. it's still like goofy and like yeah. cracking wise. But like, dude, that Punisher series was not. For kids at all, nah. they were just like, "Don't let your kids watch this. <laughs> just enjoy it, cause it's the fucking Punisher, bro." Yeah, and that's just how it is, man. So like, make it for adults, man. Make it for adults so that we can enjoy it while we can, because you're screwing around trying to get our kids to like it. Listen, man, if I like it, yeah. I'll introduce my kids to it when it's time, man. Yeah, and that's like when as when a mature enough. Yeah. Yeah, and as yeah. a kid, that was like that's how I got into stuff too. Was mm-hmm. my dad liked adult stuff, and I got to a certain age, and my dad would be like, "Hey, man, come over here. I want to show you this." Yeah, and like that's like that invigorates you when your parents are into something and they yeah. finally show it to you. Yeah, that's awesome. It's like man. a rite of passage. Kind exactly, of dude. Like I remember when my yeah. dad first like when I first got old enough, my dad started sharing his love for like gritty westerns with yeah. me. Yeah. Like. He showed me, like, Young Guns and Tombstone and things (laughs) like that. And I was just like, I got, I fell in love with it, man. It was Mm -hmm. so fun. And, like, to this day, that's one of some of my favorite stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, I think they just need to give up on the idea of, like, making a new young audience and just really give it to us as adults and then we'll pass it on. Mm -hmm. I think that's where it has to be at this point. Because I think, really, our generation is kind of the last generation that's going to be as deep into comics as, as like we are I don't think the next generation has it in them to like go out to brick and mortar stores and stuff like that yeah like, I mean the comic book store as itself is kind of dying already I, I love yeah. the stores though they're so fun mm-hmm. and like if you're listening to this and you like comics at all like you like <laughs> superheroes man find your local comic book store oh, dude yeah. there's a couple in Capitol Hill I know there's a couple in Everett and Mill Creek yeah. Dude, just find your local comic book store and go in there and don't have any fucking, like, don't be weirded out like you don't know what to read. Just go in there and be like, hey, man, I like this. What should I get into? Yeah. I ran, I went in there 
into one even recently, and I still just like, yeah, yeah ask the people who work there, because that's what they do, man. I went in there, and I was like, hey, man, so I'm a DC guy, but I'm mostly a Batman guy. What yeah. should I be reading right now? I like yeah. the darkness. I like the grittiness of it. And they said, well, here's some dark and gritty stuff like you like, but if you're looking for just the beauty of the books... And they showed me the new Aquaman stuff. Oh, the okay. new 52 Aquaman. Okay. And it is one of the most beautiful books I've ever picked up in my life, dude. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. so awesome. Get into the books and that will help you get better into the movies. Like, for sure. Like, for There's real. There's so much lore out there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's a, if, if you're one of the people who got mad at Disney for taking away the, the backstory, all the, uh, Oh, the uh, backstory from the from the um, Star Wars series. Like, <laughs> if that's you, man, yeah. get into comics, man, because it's just like there's no way that you can deny how much there is out there, especially for DC, man. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's like I need more people to be into it, especially DC, because it's very easy to like Marvel because of their cinematic universe. But it's like if more people are into DC, they'll have a better idea of what they need to be putting out and like so just go check it out man because it gets dark it gets nasty <laughs> they just put out that uh bat that new batman like really like really really adult series of batman where you basically see his dick hmm. yeah everyone yeah. saw batman's dick some yeah. people said it was underwhelming <laughs> it's like fuck dude yeah. it's, dc's doing it in the books they're going for it and yeah but like the more we need more people to pay attention because like Marvel, yeah, not a lot of people really pay attention. Yeah, to Marvel's stuff. cinematic push got people to start looking at the books again, but in reality, the people who found Marvel and like really started liking superheroes for the movies, like I just don't see them transferring to the books. But like, <laughs> when you love the books, when you find your love for the books, believe me, those movies will mean so much more to you. They'll yeah. like getting a movie of a hero that you've been in love with since you were mm-hmm. ten. And then being like, oh man, yes, they're finally paying him his due. Yeah. It's like, that's one of the best feelings in the world, man. For sure. It's a, Well, it's a different kind of medium. <coughs> Absolutely. For sure. And it's very, um, yeah, because it's, I mean, you can just craft the story a mm-hmm. lot, a lot more richer in terms of that, like over, you know, over the course of like, what, a year to, oh, like, yeah. to, to like, you know, longer than that. And it's like. Yeah, it's a different kind. Of, it's a different kind of thing when you have to, when you have to translate it. Hell yeah, onto, onto the screen for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting how, yeah, why, yeah, why they're hesitant. Well, I guess not interesting. I guess it's just like that's just what they're trying to do. And they're trying to like they're trying to really get that 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 PG. They're trying to get that, yeah. that kid audience. I'm so over like, it, dude. I'm so <laughs> over it. Like, look at what they just did with the Joker movie. Mm-hmm. So insanely dark and like fucked up and it's just like people loved it it was nominated for best picture like when are we gonna get it through our heads that it's the adults and it's the people who like it dark that are watching this shit so like just get with it man right like are there any you know Oscar movies like oh man this isn't PG enough we can't do it no of course not and the Joker the darkest superhero universe movie to ever come out is like one of the only superhero movies to ever be nominated for best picture Mm -hmm. I don't think there's been one another one I could be wrong I I can't really think of one definitely bro science here but um, (laughs) check it out but like it's just like when are we gonna get it through our heads that the adults are the ones paying for this shit so give us what we want and like 
But with the way this new Batman looks, I think they're going to do a really good job with it. I think it looks really good. I think it looks really fucked up. Mm-hmm. And um, just that rumor that I heard about the uh, the insignia on his chest being yeah. made of the parts of the gun that killed his parents. Like, yeah. I, If that's true, yeah, which has been written in some of the books, if they actually went that route... Ooh, it's gonna be messed up the entire way. That's so good. I'm really hoping they just like realize how dark, how good the like Joker did. Yeah. And they're just gonna be like, all right, these people just are messed up in the head. Let's give them the most fucked up story we can give yeah. them. For sure. I mean, well, the psychology. Yeah. Of Batman is already fucked up if you if you really look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, I mean, we all know that one of the big reasons that people gravitate towards Batman is because he's a normal human being. And, um, Normal, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. piss rich, but um, yeah. he's a he's a person who, through his own drive and his own his own desire for mm-hmm. justice, decided to make the choice to go up against giants. Whereas, like a lot of other superheroes, have it or they built it or they made it. It's just like, you know, what we love about Batman is we are. It's a mirror that points back at us and shows us you can be the one who chooses mm-hmm. to do the absolute right thing even when it looks to be even when the whole world sees it as the wrong thing you can do the right thing mm-hmm. and it's just like man that's what we need to be on and like I think that's we all know that that's why people are drawn to that so we need more humanizing character stories with these superheroes sure. man and I think that's what's gonna sell yeah, just like deeper storylines. Yeah. Well, I think, especially the Batman's is uh, interesting because his rogues gallery, I'm talking about psychology, I'm talking about like the mental yeah. stuff. Like from that, I mean, clearly he's coming from a, you know, from a shattered kind of mental state they had to piece back together. And it's interesting because like all of his villains also kind of <laughs> have like a shattered mental state with the way that they built themselves up, you know, back together. Totally. Like through like, you know, a distorted sense in that way. Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, again, look at the Joker. The reason it did so well is because we saw how this human being was built. Yeah. Like, how he... Driving force behind it. Exactly. How a normal person, a human being who was born with no abnormalities or, like, he wasn't dumped into a vat of acid like some Joker stories are told, like... Yeah. Just how a regular person can be driven to the point of insanity yeah. by the world. Not by anything crazy. <laughs> no Sith Lord came to him and <laughs> yeah. was like, let me teach you how to be evil. The power. No. Yeah. The absolute grinding wheel of the world that we live in drove this man to this. And I think that's what we love. Because we're just like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. This isn't some far off universe. This isn't a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This is right here. Yeah. This is here. God, like Gotham is is on a map. They say Gotham is just somewhere right in bet- on the border of Connecticut and New York. Okay. So it could be New York City. It yeah. could be like New Haven ish. Yeah. Like that area. It's like obviously it's modeled after New York and stuff like that. But it's just any big dreary city. Yeah. Just like it could be Seattle for all we know, dude. Yeah. Like I, I've always <laughs> yeah. thought Seattle is very Gotham esque because of the big like stone architecture and mm-hmm. the dreariness of it all cuz mm-hmm. that's what gotham is supposed to yeah, symbolize gotham symbolism is the grinding wheel of the world that we live in and darkness and how like if left unchecked and if we're all just um kept to ourselves yeah. we can always make the excuse to do the wrong thing for our for our own gain mm-hmm. that's what gotham is and then the joker is the one who capitalizes on your indifference yeah. he's the one who finds what 
the easiest, darkest, meanest, most selfish path is for people and makes them realize that they should choose that. And Batman's the one who stands against it. And that's the dichotomy that I think makes people really gravitate towards Batman. It's like, you see Gotham and you see, man, you're right, the world is really fucked up. And it would be really, really easy for me to just be like, you know what, I'm going to look out for me. Looking out for number one, that's the way to do it. And then you see Batman make the right choice. And make the choice that's like, hey, even if they hate me, even if they never want to see me again, even if they want me, like, hung from a rope, I'm gonna do what needs to be done. I'm gonna do the right thing. And, uh, the humanization and the, like, the, the, the totally human storyline in that, I think, is what draws people most to Batman. And, uh, you see it reflected a little bit in the MCU, and I think they took a lot, that a lot from, like, I mean... Don't get me wrong, Stan Lee was yeah. uh, just a killer writer, and I think he held a lot of the same um, uh, held a lot of the same ideals close to heart when he made his superheroes. That's yeah. why Spider Man's so amazing. Yeah, it's like because Spider Man is another representation of the same thing. He lives in New York. New York's yeah. a rough and tumble city where no nobody's looking out for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And Spider Man comes along, and he's a good person. Yeah. So that's all we want. We want a story that shows us that being a good person isn't that difficult. And even if it is more more difficult than doing the wrong thing, it's it's gonna turn out best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I think uh, once uh, DC or once DC and Warner Brothers realize that that's the story we want, we want um, uh, the the man who has the choice between the easy way, which is looking out for himself, yeah. and the hard way, which is looking out for others and putting others first and mm-hmm. making that hard decision. I think once they realize that that's what we want, mm-hmm. set in a really dark, fucked up world, yeah, um, I think they're gonna start hitting the nail on the head a lot. For sure. Like, what what DC villain would you like to see? Like. On, on oh, the movie screen. Yeah. I mean, I'd really love to see, like, what, um, it's tough, because some yeah. of my favorite, like, DC villains are mm-hmm. also very goofy, and, like, they exist, <laughs> yeah. they exist in the early books, and they exist in the animated series, so it's like, but, like, that was the Joker, you know what I mean? That, yeah. Like, the Joker was always, like, this poppy, cartoonish like character. Like a zany kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, and then they took him, and they turn him into a real human being and that's what we got out of like the dark knight joker and you know what i mean and so and and the most recent joker so i think if we can get that same thing out of like did you ever watch the show gotham uh no actually yeah but that's the one with the young commissioner gordon right? they yeah Yeah. they did the riddler so well Mm -hmm. in that show okay oh my god like he's just this psychopath who um ended up like Started as a good guy, but he's too smart for his own good, yeah. and like, um, started like killed people, and then started to write like, kind of like a Z- Zodiac killer style, yeah, like yeah. Um, word searches and stuff like that, and like left clues behind, like that kind of humanization of a previously very cartoony character. Yeah. I think is exactly what I want to see. Mm, so I'd love okay. to see like the Penguin brought back like yeah. that. I'd love to see. I mean, you know what's funny is the Justice League and the most recent Supermans. Um, Lex Luthor played by uh, Jesse Eisenberg yeah I like a lot of people hated him on that dude but I think Jesse Eisenberg played a really cool Lex Luthor okay and like yeah you see a lot of storylines where Lex Luthor's like uh, brawn and his looks are like brought forward mm-hmm. but I think we can really do something different new and cool with that Jesse Eisenberg style mm-hmm. and it's just a, again it's about humanizing the uh, the, the character 
Um, so if we can just figure out how to do that with some of those um, bad guys, like I mean, sure you got like Wonder Woman who deals with bad guys who are like from far off yeah, lands far and off shit lands, like that, yeah. but like I think the bad guys you see come out of come out of Batman are some of the more are some of the easiest people to turn into like a real person. Yeah. So I'd like to see them the most generally, but I think Lex Luthor is a really great example and I'd like to see it done again because he's another example of like a very human person who's chosen to look out for himself instead of others and just like really grind away at like people's needs and their desires and really work them in his favor. So Oh yeah for sure. I just look at Lex Luthor, he's just, you know, He'd be like anti Iron Man, essentially. Yeah, totally, like, he'd, totally. He'd just be if Iron Man was was a villain. Yeah, he's very much Bizarro yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I is they can do it with anybody if the writers are good enough and if the visionaries are good enough to uh, really um, make that character a real human being. Because that's what we're looking for is convincing people. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason everyone got behind uh, got behind. Um, uh, Pat or uh, Downey Jr. as uh, as Iron, as Iron Man yeah. is yeah. because they really humanized him. Like yeah. I know, I know I didn't read a lot of Iron Man previously, yeah. and I know a lot of people who are part of who are big fans of the MCU didn't read the books a lot. Yeah, and that's fine, dude. I'm not a gatekeeper by any means, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. If that's how you yeah. got into into like the superhero thing in the comic books. Dude, awesome. Yeah. Just keep read, like read, read them too, man. Because the like, I know the way I watch things. I watch things like I will watch as much as possible, and then I'll be like hungry for more. Like I'll kill it all, and then I'll be hungry for more. And I'm yeah. just like, dude, if you like comic books and and superheroes and stuff like that, but you got into it on the movies or the shows, like if you got into it on the movies, watch the shows, and then yeah. if you like the shows, read the books, man. Yeah. Because the books are so cool, and it's not like individual single sliver issues anymore you can go to a comic book store and they do uh trade paperbacks now which are big runs they're like uh four or five issues of a book all put into one book so you can buy those for not that much and you can get a really cool story out of it and it's like like uh batman court of owls is part of the new 52 that's one of my favorite like issues scott snyder and uh uh capullo um, came together and did like one of the coolest stories I've ever read through Batman. It's just like, man, if you get into it, if you like the art styles and stuff like that, it's really, really fun. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the thing I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about like that extended storytelling. You, mm-hmm. know, that you really can't do in just like you know in like a two hour in a two yeah. hour movie. Absolutely, there's just there's just a lot of depth. You know that that kind of gets lost there. Like, but yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very, yeah. It's a very, it's a very different kind of medium that, totally. Yeah, that you know, people, it's like it's just different, you know. And then mm-hmm. if if whatever leads you towards there, like, then the the, the better for it. In, yeah, in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Fuck yeah, man! I love. <laughs> I, I could yeah. literally talk about like superheroes. Yeah. For days, I could go on about them for days and days and days, bro. Like. Especially just because the way I intake media, like, mm-hmm. I just, like, any kind of TV show or something that I like like that, I just binge the hell out of it. Yeah, like that. you keep, yeah, just keep consuming it's it, so like awesome. Like, yeah. anything, too. Yeah. It's not even just, like, super interesting. And sometimes I feel like I get, like, 
I get self-conscious about it, but like any good <laughs> character story, like yeah. I just started watching Love Island, bro. Love Island, okay, dude. What it, what what is that? Is Love that, Island. Is that, is that a reality TV? Show? Yeah, it's a reality TV oh, show. Wait, I think dude. I just saw that on Twitter. So isn't didn't the host die or something? What? Maybe yeah. of the American one? I think so. I, someone named... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm That's just, why. I, yeah. I just started watching the UK one because... Okay. Who's, the, the, who's the host of that? Uh, just some UK people that some I don't UK know very right. well. I was like, yeah. Um, but UK famous. It's yeah. just like... It's, it's just fun because you get to watch characters develop. Like, that's my whole thing is if... Something, regardless of what it is, if you have good character development, like, I'll watch it, man. I have yeah. no problem stepping out of what you would expect me to watch. Okay. Like One of my favorite movies of all time, Uptown Girls. Uptown Girls. Okay. It's what's, so good. What's Uptown Girls? It came out yeah. in like the early 2000s. It's uh, Nicole Richie. Okay. Um, rest in peace. Um, okay. She uh, she become, She's like this uh, trashy kind of like um, party girl who becomes the... Uh, Babysitter for like a very rich family, okay. And uh, Dakota Fanning, when she was like oh, really was little, really, yeah, early 2000s. is the girl, and yeah. it's like their character development together. It's, oh, damn, and it's like, fuck yeah, I love that movie. It's okay. a really sweet, adorable movie. And if okay. like you looked at me, you would not be like, that guy's was like girl. uptown girls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, like what, what's what's another thing? I guess that dude. Um, I'm a big like rom com fan. I'm or, a rom- like, or, or like fan even too. like I started with rom coms and yeah. then like slowly I just moved into I just like romantic movies, romantic like movies, girls yeah. movies, like. Yeah. Back in the day, I remember everyone was like, oh, yeah, The Notebook, that's a girly movie. The Notebook, yeah. that's a girly... I fucking love The Notebook, dude. Yeah. It's a great yeah. movie. I can't watch it a bunch, but, like, mm. I've seen it a good couple times. For sure. Um, one of the movies that got me into that was uh, this movie called Remember Me with Robert Pattinson. Okay. It's about um, just this kid, guy, Robert Pattinson, who's, like, in New York, and it's yeah. a love story of him, and it's, like, yeah. got a really tragic ending. I won't ruin it, but you should go watch it. Anybody okay. who's listening should watch it. Nice. And, again, it's just I remember about... I watch that Walk to Remember. Yeah, yeah. Walk to Remember's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, like, uh... Oh, there's a lot of uh, young adult books that are being turned into movies that, oh, in yeah, the yeah, last like, 10 years. Yeah, like Some, The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. Or, um, I'm surprised they haven't made a Chasing Alaska movie. I yet. know. Yeah. Or um, Maze Runner, that series okay. got turned into movies. I, Fucking I, fantastic. I've never read that. Dude, fantastic. Okay. And then, um, what was that? What was the other one? It's, um... Uh, was it young um, adults? It's a uh, it? one of the books is called Insurgent. Uh, it's called um, Oh Insurgent. Um, 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 it'll come to me in like ten I, minutes, and I'll just spout it out. It'll be really weird. Okay. But the young adult series that are turned into movies, I think those do really, really well. Um, character development's just great. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That's what, and that's all I look for. If you have good character development and a story that will keep me somewhat interested. If you have a story that'll keep me somewhat interested, the character development will bring me all the way. It's gonna bring you all the way. Yeah, dude. Okay. A hundred percent. So, um, it's just like that's what I really look for. So whether it's a a movie, a romance movie, a rom com, if it's yeah. a show, if it's a sitcom, if it's an rom-coms. anime. Yeah. Like, I'm really into anime. I people any, any every, anime. I guess we talked about it last time. But any anime you've watched recently? Just finished Guilty Crown. I love okay. Sword Art. I love okay. um, Samurai Champloo. Oh yeah, Samurai. Um, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I got into it when I was young. I watched a lot of Inuyasha yeah. and Dot Hack yeah. and things like that. So, um, 
There was this uh, one that uh, Toonami on Cartoon Network did for a while called Code Lyoko. Oh yeah, it was really yeah, great. Yeah, that was like, fun. It was it was yeah it was similar to like Dot Hack. Yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah, similar like idea. Yeah. Um. Fall from Paradise is really good. Um. Yeah, man. Like I like anime a lot, really, because they do characters so well. Oh, for sure. I just, I was actually, I'm just watching, or I was just watching this one, uh, Devil Man Crybaby. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I keep seeing that. I haven't started it yet. Is it good? Yeah, I just started it yesterday. I guess I'm almost done with it now. But it's like, yeah, it's it's interesting in that kind of sense. Yeah. Like yeah, in terms of character development, for sure. Just seeing like seeing how pretty much it's the guy that ends up having a demon possess him and then how he goes like how his life changes like from, yeah from there um yeah. seven deadly sins on oh, yeah, netflix is sins. fun yeah it's a really great show yeah um i guess i just like anime because i feel like they don't hold themselves to the same like archetypes and like the same pillars of what makes a show or a movie yeah. or a story as american uh tv and movies do yeah so it's a nice breath of fresh air to see the see amazing writers yeah. come up with something really fun that doesn't follow the same exact uh like path that most of american media does so that's why i really love it it's just yeah. like like a show like uh, guilty crown that i just watched has like four or five path changes in the storyline and you might think oh that seems hard to follow but it like they do it really well like nice. the turns and stuff that they make like the character changes are really natural they're very out there and like really like you wouldn't expect it guilty crown ha- kept me guessing for sure oh, interesting. i had guilty no crown. i like most of the time i can usually be like oh yeah this will probably happen next or this yeah. guy's gonna get do this or this or this but Guilty Crown kept me guessing. It was very good. It's on Hulu if you want to watch it. It's on Hulu? Okay, mm-hmm. I'll definitely check that out. I found that as Hulu's gotten bigger, they've pulled a lot more of the uh, really, really great animes over to Hulu. Yeah. They've bought them off of Netflix. And uh, Netflix, since they've started focusing a lot more on original content, yeah. like um, interesting. Yeah. Like a lot of the good animes are definitely looks like something I'd, I'd watch. It's sure. great. It's got a mixture yeah. of like... Um, Magic that always existed inside of your soul, and yeah. giant robots, yeah. and hey, futuristic can't, music. Can't lose with that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's fantastic, dude. Yeah, I'm. I am a kind of a closet weeb when it comes to <laughs> anime, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was very easy for me to get hooked on it when I was young, yeah. because it's it was cartoons for me, and like, and what was really cool when I was young is my parents had no idea what animes were, so yeah. it was. I, when I watch it, I was young. I was just, it was just cartoons, but like anime is written for adults. Like, yeah. The and these stories are adult stories, yes. and like that's and that's what I like about it. It's good, well thought out adult yeah. stories, and like and it's new as well. It's so you know, new, it's like, yeah. They they're not yeah. following the same yeah. ideals that American media does. And, and I feel like yeah, I feel like that's the one thing, especially in terms of like yeah, Japanese animation. Yeah, but like they. They welcome new characters. Yeah. For sure, a lot more welcoming as, oh, as, God, as, as yeah. opposed to, like, you know, what we were talking about where it's like, yeah. oh, no, it's the same. We want the same guys. Yeah, dude. <laughs> same thing. Like, like very rarely yeah. do you see, um, like, writers who do an anime just continue an anime forever and ever and yeah, ever. Because they want to do new stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. you've seen that a couple times in, like, the whole spectrum of, of anime. You've seen it a little bit with Naruto. You've yeah. seen it in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um... But even I like, feel like those are the exceptions for sure. Exactly, the writers go like, "I want to do, I want to do new stuff." Exactly. <laughs> there's, I feel yeah. like in America, yeah. there's a much more like pressure from the 
studios and from the financial end of the business to go with what works. Yeah. Whereas um, with uh, like Japanese productions and the and the the way that uh, everything works in Japan, it's like much more focused on the art the artist's desires. Yeah. So like an artist will do a run and do like one or two seasons of a show and just be like, listen, their story is done. Yeah. I've told it as far as it needs to go. You don't need to squeeze any more out Exactly. Of yeah. And so they're like, let me put my efforts while I'm still in the same mode into something different that's so cool. Yeah. <coughs> and oh, yeah. in America, whether you like that or not, like you, whether you want to think you like that or not, if you like Ghibli, you like it. Because Miyazaki wrote a ton of those, the, some of the most famous Ghibli films, and uh, guess what? None of them feature the same characters. No, it's all like, it's all different. It's always different. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, guess what? If you're a fan of like the most popular uh, Japanese animated ser- or movies of all time, that have been completely made popular in Western in the Western world through Disney and Ghibli, yeah. guess what? You like it. So. Go check it out because it's fucking worth it. And maybe we can get on the same wavelength and start letting creators do yeah. what they're really passionate about instead of forcing them into these same pigeonholes. Yeah, exactly. Like, let, let, let them be creative. Absolutely. I, I, think that's, I think that's one of the biggest things. Absolutely. It's like, it's like yeah, because I, like, I just like the, I don't know if risk is the right word, but it's like, it's uh, yeah, they let them be free in terms yeah. of what the story is. Like and there's definitely yeah. risk. Yeah. And that's why I'm, the American system yeah. doesn't, like, isn't as keen on it is because... There's a ton of risk. You're yeah. introducing something completely new. Yeah. So you're back at a fucking like zero scale as far as is the public going to like this? Mm-hmm. Taking a total risk. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you throw the bat insignia on a commercial, guess what? You're going to make billions. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just how it It's goes. just how it is. Even yeah. if it's the worst Batman movie or show of all time, you're still going to make a shitload of money. Because people go see Batman, and that, and that's what the studios know. They're like, "Hey, people go see Batman." So we wasted a bunch of money on the on the um, Justice League movies. Let's come back to Batman. Let's yeah. retreat back to what we'll we know. Go back works. to what works. Exactly. It's like, why don't you show me a new group of superheroes? Show show me a whole new group, like yeah. something crazy and different. That's why Suicide Squad did pretty well, is because we were so hungry for something new. Yeah, just something. And different. Suicide Squad's been a books, been books for a long time. Like, yeah, it's, it's been it's not really new. Exactly, yeah. but it's yeah. never been done on screen before. So they were like, "Guess what? Let's do it." And it was. I I don't even th- like. I liked Suicide Squad, but I don't yeah. think it was anything to like, like go crazy over. Yeah. It was a really fun but movie to I think, watch. I think it was worth the attempt, though. Absolutely. Sure. And a lot of those, like again, the people who just watched the movies and stuff. They didn't know any of those bad guys, like yeah. Deadshot and like yeah. stuff like that. You oh, you know, good old Deadshot. Yeah. 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 You don't know any of these people, yeah. but you liked the movie yeah. and you enjoyed see- seeing new, like, quote unquote, superheroes. So yeah. it's just like, fucking get those new stories out there. Yeah, right? we just need to get behind watching get, something new. Get more risk taking. Yeah. You know? It's like, I feel like, you know, where else, like, you know, in like Japanese anime and manga, it's like, yeah. oh, what? Is this a. <laughs> Based on a board game? Hell yeah, roll it. Yeah, and like that's another thing is like I feel like it's so weird that like I because I feel like American comic books it's like it's like we're kind of like held on to the last rung on the ladder and we're holding strong on that last rung but we're still at the fucking bottom as far as like fandoms go. Yeah, like like the people who read them fucking read them and the people who don't just don't. But with like then you get like Japanese comics like mangas and animes and like I feel like the crossover for readers and watchers are way higher. Oh, yeah, it's a huge age range. Yeah. From there. 
And I feel like you get a lot more people who are into an, who get into anime and they're like, oh, I guess I'm gonna go read some manga now. Yeah. It's like I read I've read some really fun mangas. Oh like, yeah, there's some yeah, there's some like, great manga. I read one called Ubelblot that was really good. Oh, what's Ubelblot? Ubelblot's like based in like a um uh uh like Western fantasy world yeah. that's like um like see look just that setting alone like how many like exactly how, how many new. Like, where else? And I think that's the thing, too. Yeah, if you like anime, like, manga, because, you know, because mm-hmm. there's some manga that they just don't make into anime because nope. it's, like... And, it's too and adult it, or yeah, whatever, like... Yeah, or whatever, just, like, there's just, just so much. It doesn't translate well. Yeah. I don't, yeah, there's just, yeah, there's, yeah. Just, there's just so much Specifically there, with yeah. manga. And, yeah. like, it's funny that you see, like, huge, long, massive manga runs. Yeah. And you don't see that with uh, animes. Yeah. Like, it's very much uh, finite stories. And I think that's because the Japanese understand how hard it is to translate a written story into yeah, uh, a visual yeah. story. Yeah. And, like, how much more you take in when you read something over the course of a month or two months as opposed to, like, taking it all in in two hours. It's like, they get that. So it's like, guess what? Our visual stuff is going to be short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah. It's going to be very, like, appropriate, well done, and but start to finish. And then when it's, once it's done, it's done. Like, even, I would say one of the most popular animes out there right now, which is Sword Art Online. Okay. Um, even with that show, it's massively popular. They did two seasons of it regular. And then instead of just continuing on with those same characters, they said, hey, these characters have done what they're going to do. They did a, a couple movies with those characters, but then they did um, Gun Gale Online, which is like they took the main character from Sword Art yeah. and put him in a completely different situation. Huh, interesting. It, nice. was an, it was a continuation, and you got, it was cool because you got to see like flashbacks to a, to like his old group of people that he hung out with. Yeah. It was a completely new setting. Yeah. Completely different game. And um, you got to see that. And you then you got to see uh, the Gun Gale Online alternate, which was completely new characters all together. Nice. Same setting as, yeah, uh, like universe kind as of thing. Gun Gale, but like completely different characters. And that's so... F- fucking awesome dude it's like i just think once we as a as an american culture let go of this like stick with what works ideal like everything will get a lot better yeah yeah exactly just i know just be free to open to 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 newer ideas like from that yeah man for real yeah yeah i think that's important Fuck All right, yeah, dude. Well, I think, uh, yeah, we, we can cut it. We can Hell cut yeah, it dude. That was super fun. I think that was cool. Let's, uh, oh, might as well, like, pump up your social media. Oh, oh yes. Right. Oh, yes. I cannot leave without shamelessly, shamelessly plugging yeah, everything plug I have. Yeah, plug everything. Okay, so, yeah, on uh, Instagram, you can find me at Dane Tells Jokes. Dane is spelled D-A-I-N, by the way, guys. I, I realize a lot of people spell it the other way, but... Um, Dane Tells Jokes with D-A-I-N. That's my uh, Instagram. You can find me on Facebook as just Dane Drumheller. Um, if you type in anything close to what that sounds like, it's spelt like, you'll probably find me. Um, um, and uh, you can even, uh, why don't you just, I'll just let you guys follow me on Snapchat because I post ridiculous shit on there too. It's <laughs> you on da- TikTok? Yeah, I am on TikTok, guys. <laughs> don't forget. Yeah. yeah. So my uh, Snapchat is DaneAustin93. You can follow me there. And then uh, my TikTok is the same as most of my other stuff. It's Dane Tells Jokes again. I'm trying to like kind of put everything under that name. Yeah, Dane Tells Jokes. That way everyone can find me on everything based on, on that. The same, on the same. Um, and my Twitter is just my name, straight up, Dane Drumhiller. Um, I was I have a weird enough name to where I got my uh, yeah, straight got up my thing. name as uh, 
as my Twitter handle, which is really nice. Nice. But um, but yeah, man, follow me on all my socials, and you can find out about my shows. Um, I post everything. I'm a shameless promoter, so I like you can find out about my shows. Tonight I'm doing uh, Northwest Peaks in uh, Rainier. It's a neighborhood in C- South Seattle, so Northwest Peaks in Rainier. That's gonna be a killer show. I'm doing a guest set on, um, and there's some really dope other comics on there as well. Like some it, Northwest Peaks comes up with some of the best shows. So me and uh, Jim Stewart Allen are uh, uh, doing Jim Stewart Allen, Oregon yeah. Trail Live guy, right? Yep, <laughs> we're doing guest sets on that show. It's hosted by Derek Wolf, and then the nice. feature is gonna be Jackie Turgeson. And uh, the headliner on that is Natalie Holt. And you can go find all of them on uh, Facebook and Instagram and whatnot and uh, follow them, too, because, like, I am I feel blessed to be on this show. It's yeah. just full of killer comics. And then uh, also, like, after that tonight, I'm doing uh, Late Last at the Palace, which is going to be so fun, dude. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Late Last at the Palace is a show that happens at Palace Theater and Art Bar in, uh, in uh, like, the Georgetown neighborhood. Uh and it's really fun, dude. It's a, it's a competition. So it's an open mic competition where you go up and you do time. And then uh, the host and a drag queen, a nominated drag queen for the <laughs> night, kind of pick you apart and tell say what they liked and they didn't like about it. And there's a shitload of great names on that. And then at the end, the drag queen picks a winner. And uh, the drag queen's choice winner goes and does a feature set on the next show. So cool. tonight we have a great feature. We've got a killer drag queen, Jim, uh, Jim Weber. Is the is the uh, producer for that show? He he got together with the venue. The venue is so beautiful. It's got a really beautiful stage and a nice brick background. The lighting is gorgeous in there. So nice. definitely come check that out. I think that show starts at eleven. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, late yeah. last. They call it late last for a reason. So yeah. I got those two tonight, and then uh, tomorrow, fucking Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Let's go. We're doing the roasts. The Seattle roast mic is going down. At Flying Boots in Ravenna. So please come out to that. The show starts at 7.30. Um, we have such a sick lineup. I talked about it last time I was on too. But um, I am like genuinely so excited for that show. It's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, everyone throws down. So if you got... If you if you don't like hearing people talk shit about other people, don't fucking come. But <laughs> um, if you're down to clown and you want to hear people cut people to the core. And uh, you want to see us crown another winner. Um... Last uh, last show's winner is going to be back, uh, Malin Stanton. She crushed it last time, so she's going to be back uh, trying to defend her crown. And then uh, we got uh, some really crazy names on that show, so uh, come on down to that. Uh, no cover for that. Um, you just come in, buy drinks, prove to the bar that we're worth keeping around. So <laughs> that's all we ask out of you from there, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, and like I said, on my social media, there's going to be everything else. Like All my other shows are going to be posted, and uh, I plan on doing a lot more. Um, a lot more produced stuff too, because, uh, I feel like, uh, at this point I'm just like, Hey man, if you want to put me on your show, great. If you don't, I'm going to make a show. So, um, we're trying to do more stuff like the, uh, class of 2019 show that we did and just like themed mics or, or not mics, but themed shows. I, uh, and, uh, I'm thinking about talking to the guys about doing themes for the, uh, roasts as well. Cause now, um, I just think there's so much room for us to do crazy shit and I just want to do the craziest shit I can because, it's important that we make a good name for ourselves out here in uh, in Seattle because uh, I don't know I see a lot of the older comics in the area like before I say this let me say I respect every single person in this scene I really don't there's really not a single person in the scene that I really have negative feelings towards I really mm-hmm. the, it, everyone's so cool but I know um, 
it's really easy to see younger comics coming in, newer comics coming yeah. in, and just be like, yeah, the fucking new comics, da, 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 da. But we're here to fucking stay. We're here to make a name for ourselves. And yeah. I think uh, um, I've been really lucky. I've been lucky enough to work with some of like the coolest uh, comics who have who have been in the Seattle scene for a little while now, and I've um, been able to like uh, make friends with a lot of really great people that I see going places in this uh, in this business. So um, I think uh, there's only one way to go, and that's up. So I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> nice. All right. That's been Dane Drumheller. Cool, Thanks, man. man. Yeah, thank you.